Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Six kids. These were the scenes in Wembley when Jordan Henderson opened the scoring for England in their 3-0 victory over Senegal. Beer, celebration, sweat. Oh, I bet you were wishing you were in the middle of that break. <laughs> Fantastic. Coffee and everything. Hello and welcome <laughs> into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and my new arch enemy, Frank oh, LaBeouf, yes. is here because, of course, it will be LaBeouf against Thomas, shorts against trousers, yes. age against beauty in the quarterfinals. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh. By the way, there's no better time during those celebrations to go to the bar. Well, we, well because they're all about you. Right, right, quick, quick, get there, get there, go there now. Uh, Alexis Nunes is with us, as is uh, Nate Manua as well, to reflect on that victory for England. We'll be getting their views from Qatar in a moment. But overall, this was really we weird. This was weird from an England perspective because it was easy. Once you open the scoring. Well, well, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like the first 30 minutes was rubbish, and you thought this is going to be like a, the USA game all over again. By the way, the goal just transformed the game. And I don't just mean, oh, England are winning, that's it. I mean, transformed the performance, the belief. Because for the first, well, up until the goal, England, in a similar way to Holland, in a sense that, you know, people say, oh, Holland sat in and soaked it up. No, Holland were poor in possession. That's why he made the changes at half time. England were poor in possession, Harry Maguire giving it away, they couldn't get the ball out to the fullbacks. they couldn't get it into midfield. Senegal had high energy and were pressing and harrowing and, and, and you know, they created those very good chances. So it wasn't, I mean, please nobody tell me this was a plan for England to sit back and soak it up. England wanted to control this mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. they couldn't. John, uh, Pickford had to make saves. Uh, there was a handball on John Stones, but I don't think it was a penalty, but it was one of those things, you know, it, it could happen. And then that, that brilliant, brilliant goal transformed England and deflated Senegal. It wasn't the way uh, Southgate, in my opinion, would have pictured it. But once they got it done, it was like a stranglehold. Yeah. Then we saw the England that I think we all know is in there. It was like someone had just pulled the, the plug on Senegal. Like yeah. any, sort of, any sort of energy, any sort of spark just Ex- disappeared. Exactly, they yeah. lost their composure, their energy, everything. It was like, oh, we considered a goal, okay, we're dead. We're yeah. not gonna, we got not gonna equalize and everything. And that was strange. And it's a little bit something that we've seen uh, during that World Cup where you miss a penalty or you miss uh, a chance and uh, 10 minutes after the other team yeah, scored. Yeah, it was safe from Pickford, wasn't it? Exactly, you know, oh, the safe from Pickford the is moment. a great safe because otherwise it would have been different. But we, again, we've seen that like a couple of times during that World Cup. But I never thought that Senegal will will shut down in that way, that way because it was like half an hour, and we say for 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 just for the sake of that game, make sure they don't England doesn't score just before halftime. Yeah, Kane. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kane obviously. The halftime one was brilliant. I mean, the halftime one was a killer. If, yeah. if, if the if the coach gets them back in at halftime at one 0 and goes, you know, that's a punching the nose and mm. you know we have to deal with it then then maybe 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 we would have seen a different 
Send the goal in the may, second half. Maybe. But no, Frank. Mm. And you can't deny the two goals England scored in the first half. The third goal, yes, brilliant. But the two goals they scored were, were absolutely brilliant. And of course, we, we've sat in here and we talked about Bellingham. We talked about Foden. Yeah. We asked the question. You see, particularly Bellingham, you know, he's getting all the plaudits and rightly so. But to have that strength and balance to get through those strong physical Senegalese players in the middle of the park, then play that pass, that obviously to Foden and then to Cade, bang, game over. Yeah. It's just incredible, and England have got that talent at their disposal. I, I love that picture between Anderson and, uh, and uh, Billingham yeah, after we, when they like, were all together. Like, we won't recreate yeah, it. The elders, face to yeah, face. the elders with the youngest, and, and you, can, you can imagine whatever, whatever you want, you know, like Anderson saying, you know, if you come to Liverpool next year, you know, yes. we can give you passes like that. You know? yeah. it's, it would be like, like those kind of comments. But that was so good. At the beginning of the, of the World Cup, after the first game of England, I said that for the first time, I feel there is a spirit in that squad. And this picture is exactly what I, what I meant. That's really what... The, there is no differences between uh, the eldest and the youngest. <laughs> Maybe there is 15 years difference. I don't know how, 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 how many. But it's like... They, they are one. So they become strong when they need it. They, 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 they fight together, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, let's go to Alexis uh, Nadem. Is it concerning, though, guys, that it took them 35 minutes really to get going in this game? Because against more superior opposition, like, for example, France on Saturday, they're not going to let you get away with it. Yeah, Dan, you know, I think you could definitely have cut the tension in this Albite Stadium, I suppose, in those minutes then, Nadam, because everyone actually saw that Senegal, even though they didn't have as many chances at first as England did, they were looking dangerous when they finally got on the ball. And you feel like if they just got on the end of those chances, they probably would have been a different game. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, this is the way football works. If you don't sort of capitalise on the opportunities that you have, then this is the way a game can be. And for me, looking up from, from a pie down onto the field... It was in hospitality. Anyway, so Nadam was, was in hospitality, guys. He uh, wasn't anyway, in the media so um, as I was saying, as I was saying, the key thing for me was for England in that first 30 minutes, they were moving the ball side to side, but they didn't really have much penetration. And as well as that, they weren't really trying to stretch the game in behind. I think there were times when Saka wouldn't necessarily run in behind, Foden wouldn't run in behind. And so as a consequence for Senegal, everything was kind of in front of them. Mm. So even though defending is never really that easy, it's easier when you don't have to turn and run back towards your own goal. And I think there was a stoppage in play for a while. And I saw Jordan Henderson go over to the sideline. And maybe at this point, some information was given over because literally two minutes later, there was a point where I think he received the ball from John Stones and he wanted to play around the corner high to Saka, who didn't go. And I watched as he berated Saka, yeah. saying, you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. And then from that point, they start to make more runs in behind. They start to be more dynamic with and without the ball. And I think that's where, for me, those two goals kind of came from, through sort of dynamic movements and really trying to play on the shoulder just that little bit more. And then, obviously, the time of the second goal was key because that's essentially mm -hmm. what happened in the Netherlands game as well for them yep. when Daly Blind scored. And, you know, this isn't the best version of Senegal because they have key players missing. But in the second half, Senegal tried to switch, switch the formation a little bit, almost match up with England in midfield. Because in the first half, looking at it, they only had two central midfielders and they kind of left four high. Now they tried to go for a three, but what chance have you got when you concede that early? But I think in the, uh, in the second half, but I think for England, they were more aggressive in terms of how they were trying to stretch the game how they were not shy in terms of trying to go for territory over possession at times and really applying the pressure and in the end it was a comfortable performance for them in that second half but they did have to weather some sort of storm but I think credit deserves to go to them because they made the adjustment and when they, made the, and they, when they make those sorts of adjustments with the players that they have you know, I think they can be a very dangerous side and obviously playing against France will be a tough game 
But even though they showed weakness, I think other teams have done as well. Yeah. And the strengths in which they have, if they can manage to sort of manifest those in that game, I think it should be a fantastic quarterfinal. And I know that, of course, in, in your hierarchy of needs or your favorite things, there's your family first, of yes. course. Yes. And then there's Jordan Henderson. Yeah, there's he, of course, scored that goal yes. today. But what a play from Jude Bellingham. Yes. Um, he's really impressed everybody so far this World Cup. But for you, who's been the impact player for England? Has it been him? Um, I think Jude... Bellingham, throughout that first those minutes, I thought he was one of England's better players. I think there were a few who were probably a bit quiet, like overall Saka scored, but I don't think he had the best of games as well. But Bellingham was trying to drive, he was trying to really take it to the Senegalese, he was putting himself about, he was trying to make passes, he was trying to run with the ball. And it was great because, you know, England have been accused of being quite negative, but then here's a goal where 1-8 breaks into the box and cuts it back for the other number eight. And that's, you know, that's kind of what you want to see. You want them to be dynamic, and I think they've got a really good balance with that, with Rice sitting in the sixth as well. So I think Bellingham has been incredible and you see the way they celebrate and as Frank said, you know, you can feel the sort of team, sort of like chemistry and atmosphere that is there. But I think it's been there for now a couple of tournaments. I think when I see the way that they play today, again, they, they were not perfect, but you can see that they were doing things together. They had an understanding of what they needed to do. They understood their own job and how their job works in with the overall picture. So for England, you know, not everybody will fancy them. But they'll fancy themselves because they've kind of been here before. Yeah. And going into this game against France, maybe they are the underdog. But maybe that unity will be the thing which gets them across the line potentially. And yeah, as I say, it's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah? And I'm sure we can regret a lot of things. And a lot of teams can regret some notable absentees. Sadio Mane for yeah. Senegal. Of course, we have no doubt that he is the heartbeat of that team, that core of that team as well. Um, I almost want to say, would it have been a different game? But how much do you think of a difference he would have made? Yeah, it would have made a big difference. Yeah. You know, this is somebody that was on the shortlist for the Ballon d'Or. I think any time you can have somebody like that in your team, it's going to be very, very significant. But I think also missing Gay in midfield, you know, that definitely did affect them. Yeah. I think even when you look at that, though, England probably were would potentially overmatch them. But I think the game would be different. And, you know, they, they tried to make changes at halftime to try and arrest some of the issues in which they had. But ultimately, it just didn't, it just didn't work out for them. And it's a disappointment for them. But overall, as they look at this year, you know, they're African champions for the very first time. And as a consequence, you know, there's a sense of disappointment to losing to England. Yeah. But in the end, you know, they are still a very good side and have had a very good year. Is it coming home? <sighs> oh. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'll say oh. that instead. But is, it, is football coming I might home? Need to I might need to readdress my bracket, yeah. Oh, Dan, he's trying to stay on the fence with this one. What about you, Dan? Is it coming home from what you saw? Not yet, Alexis. We're not at that stage of excitement. So let's <laughs> calm. Let's calm everything down a little bit. They're not, they're not allowed to go to a Shaka Islam studio anymore. Uh, they, they, they've they, been they, kicked they, out. They've just come from the game, haven't they? Oh right. Uh, send them I thought the Shaka, because Shaka is coming to Qatar. Maybe he put he's, them out. He's taken over the stadium. <laughs> you, you, you look at the individual performances, and obviously they mentioned Jude Bellingham, 19 years of age. It's a bit special, isn't it, to have that sort of confidence on this stage you know, to do that. I was that. looking at uh, Musiala's performances. If we compare similar physiques in a sense, similar league, both playing for big clubs, obviously Bayern Munich are ahead of Dortmund, uh, that's obvious. And I was thinking, watching him and watching him, how he slithers away from people in tight spaces and how effective he's been for Germany and Bayern, that maybe he was a little step ahead of, of Bellingham. But I think I've had to... To, to rethink that, just purely on how he handled himself in this game. I think the best thing that could ever happen for that young boy leaving Birmingham at 16, 16 years old, think yeah. about it, going to, not going to London or, you know, an hour down the road, going to Germany. And I think it's the greatest thing, and kudos to his family if they were saying to him, listen, this is, this is a life lesson to you. Get away, you're going to grow up fast. And, and the other side of the coin is, I think he's got much more game time in the Bundesliga. 
coming into this World Cup yes. and you know all these games yeah. he's had for England than, than he ever would have done yeah. had he gone to Liverpool, United, City. Yes, he would have got games, but one thing we can... I mean, we can criticise the Bundesliga in a sense about, you know... Well, we're not criticised, but we can sort of observe Bayern Munich's domination. But the one thing we can't deny is they've been a great platform for a lot of young players, American players, Jude Bellingham, and I think we saw that today. Gareth Southgate um, has been in some quarters, like for example, when we talk about England's run under him over the last couple of tournaments, he said that, yeah, he had the easier side of the bracket, he didn't have to beat anyone. Yeah. It, I don't think Senegal were easy. Right. No, I, I don't. I, don't. Okay. I, I really don't. And, and yeah, I, I, you know, uh, Nidham touched on it, you know, uh, Andresa Gay, Sadio Mane. I mean, Andresa Gay in there, you know, in the midfield, in the engine room. And I don't think Senegal are easy, and we, we saw that. However, we are going to effectively, we're not going to learn about England. We know they're a really good side, but the French have already proven it time and time again with the odd blip. Frank, that they can handle the pressure of the big moment. England's big one was the Euros. Mm -hmm. It was a slim failure, but it was failure on penalties. Before that, it was a semi-final. It was a poor performance. If they step it up, and we know they can, yeah. against the French, then I think we'll all have to sit back and go, hey, this is the real deal. Uh, we'll be looking well, ahead. At, at the same time, it's a test for France, because okay. we're oh, going to talk I'll about it. Uh, just want, just want to rectify something, just to rectify, because I was carried, I've been carried away, away by, by uh, the tete-a-tete -tete between Anderson and Jude Bellingham. Right. It's Jude Bellingham who made a pass to uh, uh, an assist to, uh, to uh, Anderson, and not yes. the other way around. Sorry oh. about Jay, that. Can I say something quickly before, uh, you know, Harry Kane, right, I know he's not, that was his first goal. If England had won 5-0 today and Harry Kane hadn't scored, I'd have been sitting here going, what a performance. Right. And I, and I think the thing is with him for me is, and people may disagree, I don't think at the moment there is a better natural number nine who both scores goals and can go into midfield and, and, be a, and pass the football almost like a Steven Gerrard, a right. Ray Wilkins, a Glenn Hoddle. His, his range of passing for a strike... I mean, people say, well, Benzema, Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, that's a different debate. Are they better strikers? Probably. Probably. But can they go back in and pass it? Yes. But we've seen him yeah. go back in for club and country yeah. and play raking 60-yard balls over the top, balls around the corner, True. get turned, slide people in. That's a great facet to have if your striker's not scoring. Yeah, and, and I think but you saw. mentioned, of course, he did score. And what was interesting, yep. when you saw that it was Kane one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, yep. you knew. You, you, you just you knew it was going to end up in the back. Yeah, even it? if you know it's Mendy in front of him, you, yeah. and sometimes you know you you feel that you can be confident about the guy he's going to save it. But Kane is so accurate in front of the goal. He doesn't think too much. He knows what he has to do. He knows that he has to pull the ball a little bit in the air, but not too much. Sh uh, strong shot. And that's perfect, and nothing you can do about it. The guy is a, he's a masterpiece, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. you to, there is a time for everybody to realise that England has maybe one of the best strikers. Think about Harry Kane playing for Tottenham. How many times in those positions do you see Harry Kane? OK, he might miss. How many times do you see him ballooning it high over the bar? He might miss, but a lot of times, you watch him, he strikes it low and yeah. hard and generally for and the And how many times he came back in the middle to serve Son? You know, to go back, yep. to turn and to serve some. So and we saw times. that again today. Yeah, yep. and we did see some negatives as well in that England defence, and we discussed them a little bit later on as we look ahead to France against England. This was the reaction after the Harry Kane goal as well. 
something flying around there. They don't oh. have beers anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> Somebody's smoking a big cigar. <laughs> a gigantic cigar. <laughs> they too. They are too. <laughs> well, ESPN FC on ESPN Plus is presented by the all-new Honda CRV Hybrid. We know that it will be England against France in the quarterfinal. That's after France beat Poland by three goals to one. A comfortable victory, really, for the defending champions. Mbappe, sensational uh, throughout this game as we welcome Julien Laurent uh, to the show. Jules, I'm going to start with the World Cup winner first. Right, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Look, Mbappe, we know how brilliant he is and scoring goals against Poland doesn't make him any more better, but he just shows time and time again how special a talent. Today, every time he had the ball, and I have to say that Cash had a great game. Right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, he had a great game. He, 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 did, he tried to do his best. He tried to be helped by his teammates. But what do you want to do against that guy with such a power, such a technique, uh, such a, uh, a, a cleverness as well? as Mbappe had today. I mean, it's impossible to cop, you know. He, he sees everybody uh, he, 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 before everybody, and he's amazing, you know. I, I saw that because it's the world of stats now that Messi scored nine goals uh, in, in all of his career in the World Cup, and yeah. Ronaldo eight, and he's already at nine two. Yeah. I mean, what he does in his career, yeah, he's a baby, as you said, <laughs> Craig, but the baby had a very good game today, and uh, he, he, he helped the front. He's not the only one. I've I'm a little bit concerned defensively, right. but I, to, I just want to name somebody because we don't talk about or two guys, Chouamini and Rabiot. Right. During that World Cup, you know, we thought with Kant, without Kante and, and Pogba it would be a problem. Uh, no, for, you did. Yes, I did. Well, like, we, we and I say we because I th we play collectively, you know. But uh, <laughs> I, I really, I really thought that it was it could be an issue. But those two, they're doing the job very well. It's like Jules basically Nadem against the rest of you when you have these friendly games, isn't it? He's, he's just at a different level. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. I mean, I was at the stadium and it was a Kylian masterclass, really, in the sense that the assist for the first goal for Giroud is amazing to start with. And he's added that. We took, Craig was talking about Kane and how he's in number nine and number ten. Kylian, for a long time, was all about goals. And now I think he's, he's adding slowly to his game this ability of passing the ball as well to see, to have a clear picture of what, where the pitch, how the pitch is and that awareness and then just slotting the ball like he did for Giroud tonight. And then the two finish are exceptional. The first one, everybody expects the curler. And instead, I think he surprises Chesney by the way he hits it. The second one is the curler. Everybody expects the curler. It's the curler and he still goes in. He's unstoppable when he plays like this. And we said when Karim got injured that... Kylian felt the need of saying, OK, this, this is going to be my stage now. This is going to be my World Cup and I'm going to take this team and carry. And there's still issues in that team in terms of defensively. Frank mentioned it a little bit, the two fullbacks. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that could get better. But when Kylian is in that kind of form, you can take on anyone. You can beat anyone. You can even go all the way and winning another World Cup. I think nobody right now, and we are big players in that World Cup. Yeah. Nobody can make a difference like uh, Mbappé is doing right now. Every time he has the ball, do you feel the danger? Yes. That's, that's unbelievable. Now, because there is a game on Saturday, if you have somebody like Walker who can be as fast as him, that would, be, uh, that would be very interesting to, to, to watch. Yeah, we'll talk about the game in more detail in a moment. Just but overall, the quality of the finishing. For some, no, no, so and I, I go back to what Frank said. Uh, Mighty Cash will be, Mighty Cash will be in back in hotel going, 
I had a pretty good game tonight. <laughs> Mark, the guy I was playing against is man in the match. Yeah, scored yeah. two goals, I had an assist. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> the quality of those two finishes oh, in yeah. particular. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just that's. What, I mean, that's. The, this is what. This is how we like to talk about them. Yes. I don't like. Yeah, to be honest with you, the PSG sort of away from a histrionics, all that. So maybe that's a, a consequence of some of the people he's playing with. But the only one thing I would say about France, in a sense, was that I did get a feeling at times during that game that they were almost trying to look, they were looking for Mbappe all the time. Mm. Uh, and we'll see how that pans out against England. But yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the game, but I mean, it is going to be a great matchup. And he is at the moment, in this World Cup, unplayable. Right. He's just unplayable at the moment. He's popping up in all these different areas. You look at the third goal, it, it, there, was, there was no space. And then he just like, drops his shoulder, lets it run across his body, bang, top corner. Uh, a year ago, he never in his head he thought giving the ball to Olivier Giroud. And it's where he improved as well, his, his game, his, the, 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 the good control that he makes and how he sees the space to give the ball to Olivier Giroud for a fantastic assist. Because yes, it's hard for Giroud to score because the, the control of his ball is not fantastic because he has to, to go, come from behind him. But the pass from Mbappe is so accurate, so well thought. I mean, that's a real improvement from, uh, from Mbappé in his game. Uh, that goal for Giroud, of course, made him the all-time leading goal scorer in French history, making it 52 over Thierry Henry over 51. Uh, Joel, here we go, Jules. You can just wax lyrical for a while because we know how much you love Olivier Giroud. <laughs> I just think it's an incredible achievement, really, uh, for him to get to that amount of goals scored for the national team, 117 caps. So the ratio of games played and goals scored is pretty pretty impressive as well. But we go back to, to, to the thing. He's, he's someone who nev no one really believed in him when he was younger. He didn't go to an academy, he kept being rejected. No one really wanted to take him on. And he had to work hard and go through all the lower leagues, the fourth division, the third division, the second division, and then finally in Ligue 1, and then in England, of course. To, to make it, to come to, to the top. And I think Fadai deserves a lot of credit. He's 36 years old and for him to beat that record, I mean, it's Thierry Henry we're talking about. You know, it's not like a random dude. It's Thierry that he's beaten the record and yeah, he might not hold the record for long because Griezmann is not too far behind and then Kylian is coming really, really fast. But still, right now, he's, he's the top goal scorer in French football history, which is, again, incredible considering where he started when he was 17 or 18. I think the French population needs to give him a little bit more respect towards to what he achieved in his life, where he's been very um, criticized by the, the, the medias and the French, uh, the French population. I think he deserves all the credit for all his career. It's a real lesson of life that he's giving to, uh, to all young lads who want to be uh, football players. Never give up. That's what he is. Well, that's a nice sentiment. Well, I mean, the other side of the coin is there's a lot of snobbery out there with players like this. Everybody thinks it has to be a Messi or Ronaldo. Everybody thinks it has to be the most skillful player in the world. Uh, you know, people are quick to shoehorn these big six foot, what is he, six three, six four? Something like that. These big players into some uh, shoebox of, of target men. That's all he is. We're going to lump the ball up to him. He's going to head it down. We can get around him. Throw it up to Olivier. There's a lot more to his game than that. There has been for years and years and years. We saw it at Arsenal, little flicks around the corner, you know, holding the ball up, nice uh, left foot. Today he had a bicycle. I mean, there's no yeah, way the ref can get a free kick. Yeah, yeah, when he blew the whistle. So, I mean, yeah. it is an... Bear in mind playing... For, and it's playing for France. It's not playing 
for some country, with all respect, where they're handing caps out like confetti, sure. there's competition for places, albeit yeah. Benzema's not been around. Terrific achievement. And that, of course, then sets up France against England on Saturday in the quarterfinals. According to the bookies, France are favourites uh, to advance to the final four. Are Let's... you going to the doctors on Friday? Because <laughs> I think you're going to have to go to the doctors for some sort of tablets. I, no, I think it's all right because my expectations are quite low going into that game. Hold on, hold on. all right. Oh, you uh, Guy, uh, you know. French fancy says the uh, back page of the star. Bring on the French. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The mirror. <laughs> People are getting excited now. Meanwhile, yes, oh, we can. Bravo, oh, bravo, bravo. Very good indeed. Uh, let's get the temperature, shall we, from the fans uh, who are at the game looking ahead to the clash. Come on, England. All right, well, I have a massive question for you then. Is it coming home? Yeah, oh, it's yes, coming it's home. coming home. Game by game, game by game. So you're the reasonable one, not getting ahead of yourself. Common sense, yeah, let's see, yeah, yeah. Big what about you, is it coming home? Oh, definitely, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Of course, oh, it's always yeah. coming home. This coming is the year. Oh, it's coming home this time. I'm 67, I'm waited 52 years for this. France in the quarterfinals now, a man by the name of Kylian Mbappe. How do England stop him? Easy, easy. Uh, we just run right past him. Dead easy. Look, we're looking strong. It's early to say, but what quarters now? If we can make it past France, definitely. Then, then yeah, yeah, we're we're on for we're on for final one. Kylian Mbappe, nerves? Not at all. Why not? Easy. Kyle Walker's got him. Uh, in his back pocket. In his back pocket. Mbappe's finished. Maguire is gonna like destroy him. Maguire, boom. Mbappe dead. Mbappe. Watch. Mbappe's in Maguire's pocket. Yeah. And Maguire putting Mbappe out of his pocket. Mbappe does not have a chance. Argentina in the final. We'll win. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. <laughs> They've never, ever met England and France in the knockout stages of a major tournament. Only in the group stages, go back to Euro 2012, where it was a draw. Uh, 2004, uh, where France won by two goals to one. Let's uh, welcome oh, in, boy. shall we? Uh, Julien Laurent uh, with us, as is Alexis. I love the first one there. Made the first guy. The it, it's bloody coming home. <laughs> bloody right it is. <laughs> Put kettle on. Oh, fair play. Alexis, they seem to be genuinely optimistic, which surprises me. Yeah, Dad, I was a little bit surprised. I only saw or heard from one fan that was the voice of reason that said, calma, calma, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because as we said, Nadam, it is Kylian Mbappe and France. And yes, England have looked impressive up to here. They've only conceded the two goals. But Kylian Mbappe is a player of a different caliber. And as the guys were talking, him accepting this role to lead France this is a match that he lives for, isn't it? How do England stop him? Yeah, I, I think that is the case. But for as much as he could be a game winner, it's not a guarantee to say that that's what he will do. Mm. I think for France as well, they have to be able to defend once. Well. You know, speaking with Julian, we spent a lot of time together. And before I the, that. Yeah, sorry. But before the Romance. tournament started, <laughs> you know, he was telling me about some of the uh, potential issues that, say, France have. Maybe there's a little bit of an issue defensively. So Mbappe, I think, has done really well in the tournament. But I think some of that comes because he's playing like alongside Teo Hernandez. Mm. I think the way that they work together down that left-hand side is very, very significant. It's a prominent part of their attack. But I think Julian would say himself, Hernandez isn't the best defensively. So there is the other side to the game where, you know, the assumption will be that they just bomb forward, bomb forward, bomb forward. But it's a two-way game. Yeah. So I think some France do have some weaknesses. But in Mbappe, 
you know, he's without doubt one of the quickest players in world football. There are probably one or two that may be quicker than him. I personally don't think Kyle Walker is that. So when somebody says it'll be in the back pocket, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> but for me, in terms of the strategy that sort of England will take forward in terms of trying to exploit the weaknesses that they have, then it's great. You know, it makes for a very, very good match. Mbappe will likely be the best player on the field. That's fine. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that France are definitely going to win because of it. Because England have their own ideas. They have their own strategy. And if they want to be able to defend against Mbappe, you need to defend against Mbappe and those other people around him. And I think in fairness to Gareth Southgate and to the players, I think some of the British press or the English press were very quick at saying that England are getting ready for France and are disregarding Senegal. Yeah. But I think for the, um, for the way that that management is and those players are, it's one game at a time, and they'll be really focusing in on making sure they do the good job. The English press getting ahead over themselves? Not uh, not, not very like them. It was, yeah, <laughs> listen, it was ridiculous. I had to speak somewhere today, and they were talking about how you shouldn't play Kyle Walker in this game because you need to rest him for the France game. <laughs> it, was like, it felt embarrassing uh -huh. to even be discussing something like that. Like, not like England fans or supporters to get ahead I must of themselves. Say, I must say, I must say, sorry to jump in. But most of the England fans I've seen here have been perfectly reasonable. I don't yeah. know if that's to do with the alcohol, but they've been perfectly the lack yes. But they've been perfectly reasonable, and it's good to see them positive because I think it's very easy to sort of be very negative about that England side. But for now, people went to the game. They were a bit bored in the first 20-30. Yeah. But come the end of it, they very much enjoyed it. So England basically have everything it takes, even defensively, to deal with France. Well. I think that it's a game between two imperfect sides and as a consequence, you know, there are going to be little details that will make the difference and France are the reigning champions but mm. England are a side who feel supremely confident because they kind of understand what they need to do to win games these days. So, I think, as I say, I keep saying it, but I think it's going to be a fantastic game and arguably one of the best ones of the tournament, I predict. A game between two imperfect sides, Dan. Sounds almost poetic, doesn't it? Certainly does coming from you, Alexis. Thank you very much. Looking at it. I don't think... I honestly think it's a lot. I, I don't see the negativity any in this England team. I don't. Okay, maybe the fans are talking about Harry Maguire. You don't want that matchup, really. You don't want him isolated with Mbappe. Going back to Walker, uh, you know, he's a wee bit older and he's had his injury problems, but he can st he's still quick. However, you know, he's still fancy Mbappe if he's isolated. But I would be super. I don't understand your negativity. Mbappe is the problem, isn't it? it because well, it, you feel if no, Mbappe I understand. It brings. But so is Kane the problem, and Foden's the problem. That's how you got oh, to look not, at it. They're not the same level, though, no, is it? It's, that's the no, thing. No, 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 but, but maybe, maybe, maybe England have got a little bit more about their armory. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Griezmann's not had the greatest season. Right. All right, Olivier Giroud has now broke the record. Would you take Giroud over Harry Kane? Don't think so. Mbappe is the difference. I, for me, this game is a super, super tight game, particularly after what I saw from England today going forward. I and, and, and I don't think it's now a difficult decision. We right. know Raheem Sterling's gone back to the UK for the time being to yes. deal with personal matters. We don't know what that situation yes. is. Yeah. However, I don't think it's a difficult decision for, for Gary Southgate, all things being equal fitness-wise, what his front line is going to be. You, would you play the same starting eleven? played against Senegal? I would, yes. Right. I, I would, yes. Uh, I'd play the same back four and I would play that midfield because it's got a little bit of everything in it. And, and I, I, don't, I don't see... Yeah, and I heard the argument for Marcus Rashford. For me, I thought, it was, I thought Saka was always going to play. Right. I thought it was a lovely was, finish. Wasn't it? I thought it was Foden or Rashford and I didn't know which way he was going to go. He chose the right way. I don't think, personally, I don't think that will change for, for the French game. I think he shouldn't because uh, I think they showed that they, they work well together. The fact that Foden uh, started the game and, uh, and showed his talent and uh, 
did two assists today. Yes. Uh, proved that he, he, he should play and should carry on. Uh, I think they're strong enough in the, in, the, in the middle of the park. It was funny to see the young guys, you know, talking about uh, Maguire putting uh, Mbappe in, the, in his pocket. Uh, well, I'm not sure about that, but I, I remember a game City against Paris Saint-Germain where Walker was really on top of Mbappe for those games where uh, Mbappe uh, couldn't cope with the, the pace of Walker, uh, couldn't make the difference, which is uh, huge uh, when you, 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 you have to compete against Mbappe. But Mbappe, of the game that I saw, with Mbappe that we see now, mm. is a different Mbappe. Right. Now, again, I'm, I agree with, uh, with Craig, I think it's going to be a tight game, because the two offensive lines are really the, the assets of the, of the two teams. Defensively, they're both struggling, and they both make mistakes, and uh, we see every game chances for the other. Uh, the Polish, you know, they, they, they are chances be, uh, before uh, uh, the first goal of uh, Giroud, a big, big chance. And this was the same for England against Senegal. So it's guessing that it's going to be easy for France or the other way around, you know, that uh, football is coming home. You know, that's uh, being a little bit we too optimistic. I think we can ban that yeah, for the moment. Yeah. I think that's okay. Be uh, humble like French people a little <laughs> bit in England. Uh, Jules? <laughs> This England team worries me, I won't lie. Uh, I, I think it's such a talented team. And that's one of the things that we haven't mentioned is the depth in the squad. Because you can change your front three or suddenly your two wingers so easily. You can, you can bring on Madison, for example, who hasn't played yet. You can play Foden as a 10 and just go, if you're, if you're behind, and just go with Rice and Bellingham or Rice and Henderson or Bellingham and Henderson. Southgate has so many options. And as you know, I don't really like Southgate. I don't really rate him. But the talent that he has is incredible. And it's a better squad than the French. It's a team right now that has a better collective than the French. Because we still rely, there's a dependence on, on Kylian. Clearly, like, there's a dependence on Messi for Argentina. England don't have that. There's no Kane dependence. There's no Bellingham dependence. There's no Foden dependence. We have a Kylian dependence. I don't know if Kylian, if Kylian is not on a good day. I'm not really sure how the rest of the team reacts. I think England have weaknesses, of course, and if you force Foden and Saka to defend, for example, it will help if you put pressure on Stones and Maguire. I think it will help as well. But they, they really worry me, I have to be honest. They'll, they'll put, I think what Frank was saying is, I think what they'll try and do is, is, is Walker will try and really push in and smother Mbappe. Mm, okay. Right, now, the question then is, is, is that will they be able to spin in behind and, and France be able to find that ball? But I think he'll go in as high up the pitch as possible because he's not worried about his pace he might not match him you know he's not you know Mbappe's not going to leave Walker for five yards sure he might leave him for half a yard a yard so he can he can afford to squeeze in on him he's then got John Stones on the right side not Harry Maguire so they're two Man City teammates they can tr sort of work with that and the other side of the coin is, is for Harry Maguire if he stays away from that sort of confrontation is that the Stones and Maguire partnership don't have to worry about another striker who's going to run away from you. Yes, he's going to front up, right. you know, Olivier Giroud, but you know what you're going to get. He's not going to spin in behind and run away, as unfit as Harry Maguire is. So I really, I really think it's going to be an intriguing battle in there, but I, I don't think Walker will set off and say, right, here, get turned at me and run at me, and I'll, I'll back myself. He's going to try and stop him getting turned. That's what World Cup's about, isn't it? Two of the biggest, biggest yeah, teams yeah. going head-to-head. It's fantastic. Let's get some predictions. Uh, Nadem, uh, Alexis? Oh, this is a tough one to call. Oh, my, oh my days. <laughs> uh, you go first. 
so I I was very wrong about the USA. So um, I was very wrong. I was as very well. very wrong about that one. Uh, <laughs> and I had France going through against England. But I, you know, I'll reverse it. I'll say England. I think England gonna win. How, about How that? much? How many goals are you seeing? Uh, I'm gonna say it is two one to England. I was also going to go 2-1 as well. And I think I'm going to go 2-1 despite the Marcus Rashford on my shirt right now. I'm going to say 2-1 France. Of course you'd say oh. that. Just because I need Frank to invite me to his fancy house in Normandy. Oh. France, Jules, I'm going with you guys. 2-1 France. Wow, <laughs> Jules. <laughs> I mean, the heart says France, of course. 2-1, two goals by Kylian. And the head says an England win. <gasps> wow. 1-0. Wow. Double bluff, surely. What do you reckon? Well, I want to say... Sorry, you had sorry, so Canada and Denmark in the semi-finals. Yeah, don't yeah but I was, right, I was right today. I was right yesterday. Don't worry. Well, you, the you, curse you, is over. But, uh, yeah, I just want to know that Alexi is invited whenever she wants, you know, in Normandy. Uh, I think I will go for a draw. Okay. 2-2, two, two, something like that. Wow. And, uh, and France wins on penalties. <laughs> I'm going to go for a, um, a super exciting game. Nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to go... I love what I've seen from Mbappe, but I love more what I saw from the, the, the play between three, four and five players in that England team. Wow. With, as Julian said, with possibilities wow. off the bench. And I'm going to go for 3-2 to England. Wow, my goodness. We will wow. say thank you very much for wow. your prediction to Alexis and So that's the Scottish Aiden. bluff. <laughs> Come on, the roast beef. See uh, the, see the, uh, the uh, point. You're going for France win 10-0. Uh, <laughs> latest edition of the Aaron <laughs> podcast. Always worth listening to. Uh, be sure to check that out. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
ESPN FC on ESPN Plus is presented by the all-new Honda CRV Hybrid. Uh, Lionel Messi dominating the headlines right across the world from Spain to Argentina. Of course, being a key part of their victory yesterday. 1,000, does that say goals or games? 1,000 games. Goal involvement. 1,122 goal involvements. That means, of course, assist or goals. Is that the new terminology? Um, What's this now? What's oh, that's that the, the shirt that he swapped that uh, he gave yes, to somebody. with Jason Cummings. Yeah. Uh, he plays for Hearts, doesn't he, I believe? I think. Uh, he, no, he plays for... No, he, no, no, he, no, he used to play in Scotland. In no, now. he plays in Scotland. Yeah, I think he plays for... He plays for... He, he play in the World Cup. I think he plays for... Ibiens. No, 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 he used to play in Scotland. He plays in Australia now. Oh, well, I, there we go. I, I believe. All right, then. Well, that's not really the main talking point. But <laughs> uh, that's just nice from him. <laughs> it is all about Lionel Messi. Uh, so welcome in Pablo Zavaleta to the show. Uh, Pablo, a big sigh of relief, I imagine, from Argentina yesterday. And you must have been delighted to see your friend Messi put in that sort of performance? Absolutely. Um, what a, you know, incredible uh, numbers for Messi. 1,000 1, games, unbelievable. And, um, and yeah, another great performance uh, from Messi, of course, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, I've been at the stadium. It was brilliant to see uh, Messi playing like that. It seems like he's really enjoying it. Uh, he knows that probably his last World Cup and he's carrying Argentina so well in, the, in this tournament and uh, it's a joy to watch. I mean, uh, the fans at the stadium, they, they, they're really excited when he's on the ball, he's uh, playing well. So uh, yeah, we're still relying so much on this guy. Uh, so hopefully he can continue playing that way. That, that would be brilliant to see Messi going far in this World Cup. And, and hopefully got a chance to, to be in the finals. Uh, I know many people in Qatar, they've been, they, they were supporting their teams. Mm. But they say, if we cannot win it, I, I want Argentina to win because of Messi. So you can see the, the influence of Messi in, in, in football and particularly in this World Cup. Pablo, what was interesting yesterday, I thought, and we've seen it really throughout Argentina's matches, that when they're playing, the atmosphere in the stadium just seems to go up another gear. What was it like to be there? <laughs> yeah, it's been brilliant, uh, Dan, believe me. Um, a lot of Argentinians in Qatar, um, and, and especially in the games, you can see uh, a lot of fans just bouncing, and, and it was like 30,000 probably uh, fans at the stadium. Uh, yesterday, they, they go like an hour before the game, uh, they stay for another hour after the game, just singing, uh, it's been brilliant, believe me. Uh, it's, it's great to see the fans uh, enjoying as well. Uh, a lot of excitement, the expectation is hard for that team. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great so far. The atmosphere in the stadium has been unbelievable. The first quarter final then will, of course, see the Netherlands take on Argentina. Argentina, 7-4 uh, on to advance. They've met five times in the past, including Pablo, uh, Pablo in 2014. Uh, they drew 0-0, of course, with the Dutch. Argentina advancing on penalties. Uh, you didn't take a penalty, Pablo. Lazy. Uh, <laughs> taking a look at the... Uh, no, no chance. No chance. <laughs> Take a look at the opponent. How concerned Do you, do you know what, Dan? In that, in that penalty taker list, I think the Kidman, the Kidman was ahead of me in that list. <laughs> in, in 2014. Uh, I'm looking at it. How concerned are you about the Dutch? 
Well, listen, they, they had a good team. I think last game against USA, they've been uh, really good. Uh, they have good players. Uh, I think uh, they've been improving in this, in this World Cup from the first game of uh, the opening game in their group. Um, against, uh, you know, Qatar, Ecuador and, and, mm. and, and, and Senegal. I think they, uh, they had a, a better team. Uh, they played with three at the back, with two uh, wing-backs that they've been really good last game, uh, Dumfries and, and, and Blind. So, uh, uh, and, and yeah, both strikers, Depay and Gap, the Gapo, have been also really good. Uh, they both score goals. They, uh, they run in behind. And I think Argentina would be probably the first game for them that they will be probably a bit tested, you know, defensively. At the moment, for Argentina, they, they, they play against teams that they sit deep uh, and, and they were always waiting for counter-attacking opportunities. And, and, and this probably will be completely different against uh, this uh, Netherlands team, that they have more quality players, that they've been playing in a different way, they're more offensive. And we'll see how Argentina can uh, uh, cope with this uh, attacking uh, player of uh, Holland. How do you see this one? Well, everybody's frightened of everybody at this point of the competition, aren't they, really? Because the sides are close. I, I, I'm slightly concerned for Argentina here now. I mean, this is a big step up, although the Dutch haven't been great. They're super well organised. Uh, they're gaining confidence as they go along. Van Dijk's looking like the assured player. Mm that has been at Liverpool for a while. Uh, they've got some changes to make off the bench. And, you know, yeah, it was a great result for Argentina, but come on, it, it, it was little old Australia, wasn't it, who were, had, had a great World Cup. But really, look at where the player, the player pool is coming from. Yeah. You know, guys that are playing, OK, there's the odd one playing at a good level, but guys that have been playing in Scotland, guys that are playing in Australia in the A-League, you know, this is a just different step up. And I actually think, I actually, if... And this is a big if, they can figure Messi out, and that is a big if. I think there are a lot of holes in this Argentina side for the Dutch to exploit. And Pablo, we've seen it before, and you mentioned the reliance on, on Messi. Why is it going to be different this time round? Well, um, just because obviously uh, we know that uh, Messi is the one who, when, when, when the game you know, when the open is just defending so deep, I mean, uh, it, it's so difficult to, to find the space in between lines. And, and we saw that it was hard to play through both the middle. We, you know, we needed to go wide. We didn't have Di Maria in, in the last game. And it seems like always Messi has to come deep to get the ball and then, uh, you know, play some long balls in behind for someone who makes the run from the second line. Uh, or at least when Messi can find, a, you know, a, a, an empty space and, and, and get the ball inside the box or from, out, from the, uh, the edge of the box and have a shot himself and, 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 you know, score a goal. That's the only way that's at the moment we have seen of that Argentina team playing against uh, Australia, Poland, Mexico. So probably against the uh, Holland now would be different because they w they're more offensive. They will probably Argentina can find more space in between line and we can find Messi in those pockets in that final third where probably he can be more dangerous and... Uh, and hopefully, you know, we, we, we can see a game like that because uh, I don't really see uh, Holland choose defending the whole game because they have players to play a better football. 
let, I just want to go back just to, <laughs> to France, England for a moment. If Carl Walker, or if Case came to City to replace you, gave you a little phone call, Pablo, and said, how would you recommend I defend against uh, Kylian Mbappe? What would you tell him? <laughs> yeah, I wish I had the pace of Kay Walker. Um, uh, against Mbappé, listen, uh, first ball he received, just go and just <laughs> go hard on him. I'm going to be Tell him. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. This is, uh, you know, one on one. This is a duel. On, on, on this area, so I, I'm going to be hard on you, and then what? You, you're going to let the, this guy run in behind on, on, on get the ball, turn, and go one-on-one on one on one against you? No chance, forget it. Against Mbappé, mm -hmm. it's impossible. I know that Mati Cash today did well. This guy had pace, and, and he's strong, and he's been really good, and, and Mbappé been able to, you know, he managed to score two goals, so at least, <laughs> I don't know, first ball, just go hard yeah. on him and maybe, yes. you know, make it difficult for me. I don't know. That's that's the only way that's at some point. I remember playing against those guys. That was the only way for me to at least do something because I never had pace and, and it was no chance against those players. It's a quick phone call though, isn't it, really? <laughs> when, when, when Kyle Walker phones you up, Pablo, you just, what, 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 any advice for me? You just go like that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Put the phone down, Bosh. Sweaty. All the best. All done. Um, who have you got going through France, England, Pablo? Uh, oof, what a game that is. Um, I think I'm. I think England got a chance. Um, squat depth, I think, is England's main strength this World Cup, and um, and I think is is a big chance for this group of players to. To go far in this World Cup, I'm, I'm, I'm positive about England. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, right. <laughs> Pablo, as always, thank you very much. The much curse. appreciated. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Extra Time. Plenty more England questions there. Uh, you can see that on our YouTube channel. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For me, it was done at 1-0. Really, Sibia? Yeah, was I, 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 the, way they, the, the way that the U.S. Yeah. were playing, the way they were giving the ball away, it, it was a matter of time for me when the second goal was coming because of that. The Daily Blend goal before the half changed 
everything. We walked in the halftime, two nothing down, and it was like, what, what just happened? The third goal is crazy. The third goal, there are four defensive in the middle of the park for two uh, Dutch players, and you have the third one, was completely free. The US wasn't ready for what Holland was bringing to them. I feel like a lot of people thought this was accessible, but maybe we were overstating that. I'm kind of flabbergasted, and I don't know if it's like the US soccer community or if it's Muppets who just tune in for the World Cup, who, you know, thought that, oh, they should go and beat Holland uh, and view this as some kind of disappointment. I think we saw the gap in quality, as, as golden of, of a generation as this is for the United States. You saw the difference in the match of how clinical the Dutch were in the final third. They should have done better in the sense of like understanding where's Holland weak and where are we weak so we don't get exposed. Louis van Gaal ate Greg Berhalter's lunch. Van Gaal schooled Berhalter, it was just clever and just fantastic game management. Van Gaal said it after the game, he said, we were just waiting for them so we could hit them on the break. Louis van Gaal after the game said, you know, this team didn't adjust. He was very blunt, he was very direct, kind of putting it on Greg Berhalter at the end of the day. Just a sample of some of the reactions from the show over the last 24 hours. These were the scenes as the Dutch headed back to their team hotel. Uh, Louis van Gaal, of course, stealing the show with his fantastic uncle at a wedding dance, you would say, is what it was here, filming everything uh, as it went along. Now, Memphis Depay took to social media to hit back at some Americans, including Charles Barkley, who said that the US were gonna whoop the Netherlands behind. Just tidy that up slightly. Uh, obviously, Depay on the score sheet as they won 3-1. Uh, these are some of the newspapers from the US, the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, all talking about the US losing against the Dutch. Uh, Craig, it's the first well, time we've had, mean, been able to have this conversation on the show with you. What did you, you make know, of it? Somebody would have to tell Charles Barkley what shape a, a soccer ball is, you know what I mean? Oh, there we go. <laughs> you, know, you just wouldn't be bothering with some of those clueless <laughs> Americans when it comes to soccer. But uh, I'm not quite buying this, we sucked them in and spat them out uh, sort of rhetoric. The Dutch were poor in possession and that allowed the US to, to have as much ball as they did. Look, the Pulisic chance could have changed the game, right. but it's ifs, buts and maybes. But I do think there was a lot of naivety about the US. Once once the, the Dutch did perform their, their sort of barrier in front and sat a bit deeper, the US just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and instead of just trying to take the stick, you know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, let's just charge the light brigade instead of just taking the sting out it a little bit and maybe try to draw the Dutch out it was sort of hell for leather and they got picked apart. Look, Tyler Adams, I don't know if you talked about it, he, he, he was jogging back for the, the goal, the first goal. He's had a great tournament, but he was, walking, he was jogging back as if he was the new uh, greatest midfielder on the planet. You had the two fullbacks from the crosses not picking up. These are basics. These are basics. And when you do that against this Dutch side, who, by the way, were not brilliant, and it told you all about their performance, when Van Gaal made those changes mm. at halftime, even when they're winning, he wasn't happy. But, but yeah, I think we just saw a naivety from the United States. But I, I love seeing Van Gaal coming into the hotel like that. Here's a guy in his 70s. He's done it all in the game. He yeah. doesn't really have to be there. He's, he either is or has been battling his serious, serious illness. And I think there's a, a, a respect and a realisation from him that even he's lightened up as this sort of guy who was very brash and abrupt and it's Louis' way or the highway. Now he's almost like, it's like, God, just being here, 
a World Cup, healthy, coaching this side. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? And I, I think it's a great attitude to have. But we, there's something, if I may. It, 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 yesterday we all agreed that the tactic from the Dutch, the first half, was absolutely perfect. And Van Gaal thought but, through but, very well. Well, right. today, sorry. But where today he said that he was unhappy with the first half, that in fact it's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to do something else. wanted to have more uh, the position of the ball. It's why for the Argentinian game, you know, I'm, I'm still... Having so much question mark about that Dutch, that Dutch team, I don't know where they're going to go. So far, so good. But um, I'm not that sure that they really have a, an option B. Of course, living here in the States, we're exposed to a, a lot of pro-USA rhetoric. Were you surprised uh, with the confidence that some people had of the US going into that Dutch side? Uh, well, I don't know if confidence is the right word because I, I was a little... I was confident they'd put a decent performance on myself, right. having seen both sides play in the competition. Now, we, we can pick away at, at, at the squad and some of his selections. I mean, we, we can sit on this G Arena sort of talking point, and, and it is. We can, we can talk about the rotation of the strikers and how that didn't work. The, even though he might not be the greatest thing since sliced bread, Ricardo Pepe. He didn't have enough strikers within his camp to make even more changes. So you can pick that apart. I think ultimately they got to where the talent level is. Right. I, I think ultimately that's where they are. Out the group, round of 16, got a bit of a spanking in the end. And I kind of think that's where they are. But the tactics, I mean, it's like saying for England today when we talk about Holland, well, the tactics was to do it. No, 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 no. Do you think the England tactics was to play badly for 30 minutes and possibly be 2 0 down True. against Senegal? No, 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 no. Not at all. That was kind of road your luck. But from a US perspective, I think part of the thing is, and I, on that early live show today after the game on, on, on FC Stroke YouTube, I think it was, uh, saying the same thing is that unfortunately, there are a lot of soccer fans here and it's grown by the day, by the week. And a lot of them are. Uh, intelligent about the game and they understand. However, there are a lot who are casual fans who are not. And they jump on this good World Cup ship every time it comes along and they listen to the narrative from some, from a US perspective from some. And it's irrational. Right. And then when the inevitable comes, oh, we were expecting a lot more. No, you're not at that stage. You're not at that stage. But Craig, as Pulisic scored the goal, yeah. At 1-0. Yeah. It would have been a different story, maybe. Possibly. So it's about details. It's not all about tactic. I mean, for example, we have Christian Pulisic, who did have a good World Cup, but effectively he's a squad player. He's a squad player at a club who are not even fighting for the Premier League. You have to have some perspective. You know, Adams had a great World Cup, but he's playing for a club that's fighting relegation in the Premier League. It's hard to step up to, we're talking about England today and we're talking about France, we're talking about Argentina and the Netherlands. Yeah, one or two of them are not the greatest sides in the world, but the players playing for the Barcelonas and all these elite clubs. You know, the US have one or two, but they're, they're, not, they're not at that level. And I think they had a damn good World Cup. And I think the last 16, for me, is where their level is. And where will that level then take them in 2026? Because well, the argument is obviously the, the, this young group, they're going to be four years more advanced, yep. four years more mature. Will they be four years better? Well, I, well, 
Is that even a thing? I think the question here is, is like, it's very difficult to look that far ahead. You know, you've got so many permutations. I just mentioned it. Tyler Adams, <coughs> Brendan Aronson, two fine young players, but where the hell will Leeds United be? Where will they be? If they get relegated, will they stay there? Probably not. Christian Pulisic, he can't continue to be a bit player. Mm. He has to find his feet somewhere. You know, Tim Ream's not going to be around. You know, uh, Matt Turner, who's been excellent, is he going to still be sitting on his backside at Arsenal as the number two? There are so many questions uh, about where these guys will be playing and how they'll be playing come the next World Cup. I think it's impossible to say, there's my spine, that's it for sure, and we build around everything and that's going to be it. Because for me, so much can change in, in six months or a year. Never mind four years. That's all right. Be American. Be optimistic. It's what they are. That's who they are. You know, it's, what, it's part of the genes, you know. When I hear people here, and I always come here, it's optimism. Right. We make them be better than the others and believe that they can go s so far. I heard Alexi Lalas talking to the, the goalkeeper Turner. Yeah, Matt Turner. Say, say, saying, today, saying today, do you think you can win the World Cup in 2026? I, mean, I, 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 I say, oh my God, what is he saying right now already? But that's what we are. We can be upset about the American, but we can, you, you have to respect that, that they, they are ready to go very far because of that optimism. Yeah, unfortunately, there is, a, there is an, an obsession over here about winning the World Cup. Now, that's maybe just the mentality of this culture and country. And I, listen, that, that's, that's how it is. And I understand that. However, Speaking from my own perspective is we're generally brought up to come and, and live in, in the real world. And the real world is, is that is going to be, not, not 2026, not happening, but I'm, maybe 2046, it's still going to be incredibly difficult. It doesn't matter if you have 350 million population. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's so difficult to churn out these sure. fantastically quality, quality players and piece them all together at the one time. You might get them in fits and starts. I mean, you only got to look at Scotland at the moment. For example, they've got two of the finest left-backs in the Premier League in Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson. But you're not going to win anything with two excellent left-backs. You need other people. And to do that all at once, ask Belgium. To do it all at once, to fit 8, 9, 10, 12 of them in in the one era is difficult. Conga cap's an issue as well, isn't it? In the sense, between now and the World Cup, what competitive matches are well, they going to be? Yeah, where they're going to be and, tested? And Concacaf, and, and it's another bugbear of mine, is how people start uh, eulogising and frothing at the mouth over the Gold Cup. It just, it just <laughs> winds me up because you have to put a perspective on it, and I understand it's a competition they play over here, right? But you have to put a perspective on it, and quality of opposition is hugely important. Right. So who they pick and choose to play when they have time over the next But whatever it be, it'll be friendly, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, there. but That's friendly, friendly, friendly with the national well, team is not, not fault, really a friendly. You have to fight for the national team. Oh, yeah, but we know friendlies. Frank, you've played in friendlies. Craig's played in friendlies. Yeah, but, but you're, I, not, I, you're I, not the you, same you, level. Yeah, as you are. of course, it's not as important as a World Cup final, but it is important. You play for, for your country. You, 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 you have to... 
to be uh, thankful to be on the field. You know, there's a million so, changes yeah, in the we, second half. It's we not play, the same. we play again. No, but if you play a friendly against France, against England, against uh, Argentina, if you find the schedule for those teams to play against you, that would bring something important to the players because they're going to get better. Because even maybe France doesn't play, you know, at 100% because it's the US, US team, you will learn something playing against those teams. And that's, that's going to bring something to you. Uh, even if I don't think, you know, we were horrendous before the World Cup in 98, you know, mm. playing those friendly games because we're fed up traveling and going anywhere for nothing because it's, they are friendly games. But we learned how Emi Jacquet wanted us to work together. And it's never easy to find a group, a squad, where players can stick together and fight, uh, fight for each other. I don't know what the percentage was within this squad, but bearing in mind that it, might be it will be friendlies, as you said, and the odd sort of competition that, that is sort of a bit powder puff, I think it goes back to the point that the more players they can have in 2026 that have had three or four years playing at elite level around Europe, mm. Whether it's going for Champions League uh, qualification, whether it's going for domestic cups, whether it's fighting relegation, mm. like some of these boys are at Leeds, it's a pressurised situation on a weekly basis, sometimes twice a week. And I think the more they can get overseas playing at elite level, the better uh, state they will be in when they come to this that's, that's uh, Sorry, just two seconds. It's true that in 98, I take that example because I, I've been, in, I've been yes, through that. I know, I know, you're bored with that. Back to but most players were playing for AC Milan, Juventus, right. <laughs> Madrid, yeah. Barcelona, Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United, I don't know. All Bayern Munich for Lizarra only top teams. So that's a key. You look sure. right now, Musa Valencia, McKenna Juventus yeah. will probably change their situation. Uh, Tyler Adams, is, I think, is better than Leeds. Uh, the list goes on. Pulisic, Giorreno playing in Germany. He's high and Bearhalter, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you can, you, we can nitpick at his mistakes, but I actually think the way that they played and, you know, how he handles his players and, and I think how they look up to him. Uh, you know, we can go out and say, right, get me Pep and get me Jurgen Klopp. They're not coming. Right. Unlikely. They're not yeah. coming. And. You know, I think how he's gone about it for me, I, yeah, I mean, wh how they've played, taking the disappointment out of it with what he's got, I mean, is anybody really looking to fire the guy after that? Is there? It's also up Not to, for me. It's also up to him, you know, according to what Casey said, and maybe he wants to have a, a daily job. Right. So yeah. will he stay... Uh, and will he be there in, within four years? It's not only up to uh, But as Gab was saying, and we were talking today, and as Gab Mercotti was saying, uh, now's a good time when you've not had a disaster of a World Cup and some of your young players have played pretty well and have caught the eye to talk about the future for yourself as a manager sure. and where you might be going just to yeah. maybe, maybe bat that ball back into the US's court and saying, are you backing me for 2026 or not? But I, I get the feeling he'll be in charge. Uh, just a reminder, a lot more discussion on where it went wrong and right. Uh, his shirt. What is yeah. happening there? <laughs> the only went wrong. Are, are they breaking up? What's <laughs> them wearing? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Be sure to check out the latest edition of Football Americas on Plus.
Two more round of 16 matches, then we'll see tomorrow. Brazil, massive favourites against South Korea, 9-1 on. Neymar is fit to play. Chiche confirming that today, and you would likely to see uh, the, cap the captain return to the starting 11. Uh, meanwhile, slightly closer to the call, uh, Japan against Croatia. Croatia, though, favourite to advance to the quarterfinals. Remember, the winner of that will play the winner of the Brazil-South Korea game. Uh, ESPN FC back on your screens tomorrow. We'll, of course, be reflecting on that and looking ahead to those two remaining round of 16 matches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. FA Cup action then to come on ESPN Plus this week. Replays, of course, Stockport County taking on Charlton. And then it's Gillingham against Thackham and Redbridge. Be sure to check those out on Wednesday and Thursday. Coverage starts at 2.45 Eastern. Dagging red. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the How end. How much England-France is going to be talked about this week? A lot. A lot, but it's brilliant, isn't it? That's oh, it's what a great we want. game. It's what we want in the World Cup. Yeah. We want, you know, proper matches. It's a great it should game. Be, uh, One of you is going to suffer. It should be good to watch. Good. Yeah, I know. Frank, I don't care. Frank, he's going home. <laughs> he's going home tomorrow, <laughs> I, isn't he? I, I might stay. Means. I might stay a little bit longer. Uh, be just... sure to stay tuned, then, as extra time is <laughs> Knock next. Knock at his door. It's coming home. <laughs> I'm coming He's driving you to the airport. FC Extra Time is brought to you by Glowman. Hello and welcome into the studio. Craig with me, as is Frank, who goes back to France yes. tomorrow. Yes. Probably for the best for everyone. He's yes. going home. Yes, he's, he's going, going home. home. <laughs> French is going home. I know, I know. <laughs> wow. Well, you know. He's been kicked out, hasn't he? I think um, oh, that's it. Two, two weeks. My wife is missing me. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? I love that bit. Well, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> Has she even called you? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, but it doesn't Once. mean anything. <laughs> For Craig, England seems oh. to be in control of the games all the time and have been the best at controlling the games. Is it finally coming home. Oh, eh? no, 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 no. England have controlled all the games. They certainly didn't control the Senegal game for, for No, not for the opening. 35 for the 30 minutes. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, it was certainly not a perfect performance. They could have had a Why couple. did it take the goal to kind of get everything know. going? I mean, Why were like, they so flat? Why it's was it like Holland yesterday? Yeah. Like, I think they struggled with the, the, the and they made changes at half-time, uh, Senegal coach was that there was a lot of, not maybe a lot of quality up front for Senegal, particularly in the wide areas, but a lot of pace. Right. The energy, weren't we? Yeah. The energy, and they just yeah, pressured Yeah, there was one one-on-one one with Maguire, and the little guy, he was running yeah. chocolate. Mm. But I've never seen a team, well, I suppose I have, Senegal folded. Completely, yeah. yeah. I'll use the old adage. But that question... It folded like a cheap suit. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. quickly. Yes. That, that question is coming home. English people have to be aware that if you beat France, you know, you still have some games after. So oh, yes, and then likely if you look at it, yeah. Spain and then Brazil. But, so Brazil. that's the pathway. Yeah. France, yeah. Spain. Yeah. yeah, so whoever, France play England and then whoever wins that, in theory, if everything goes to plan, it'll be Portugal against Spain. So the winner of that will play France or England. Ah. And they're on that side. And then in theory, it'll be a semi-final between Argentina and Brazil. So in final, it's going to be Brazil anyway. Well, it could be Brazil, right, France. Another, the other thing is, I know we sat here and talked about um, all the boys did for a few days. 
about Southgate's dilemma, you know, team selection. Oh, Foden, we talked a lot about Foden, Rashford, yeah. Sterling, who yes. got, has had to go home for yes. now to deal with some private stuff. Uh, Mason Mount, not, I don't think it was a big surprise that Mason no, Mount didn't no, start no. the day. Fine player, but hasn't had a fine tournament. Is it a huge debate now about you starting? No, no. Henderson's been a surprise, though, hasn't he? The, the fact that he's featured so heavily and clearly so important as well. well as a leader on the pitch, it seems. I suppose maybe uh, playing into that is maybe that Calvin Phillips is in so little game time yep. this season. But he's, but he's a, I mean, he's a Trojan, isn't he? Yes. Henderson. Yeah. This is a player that got basically turned down by Man United because Sir Alex was unsure about his, his, his gait and his running. And he's got, he's won Premier League, yeah, Champions, Champions League. Yeah. And you, I mean, he never lets anybody And when you have that age and you play alongside Rice, which I think Rice was excellent, is an unbelievable player. You know, you 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 know that you can go for it. You will be, uh, you know, <laughs> you will have somebody to help you out. You know, Chelsea let him go as a kid. I know, but they're going to get back. They're going to give him back. Yeah, but no. that's the Mason is pushing. Not for the same amount, I don't think. Well, that's okay. Let him we go have one in. Let him go for an American him. guy. You know, he's going to put them. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank, do you think that France will look to take <laughs> the initiative to England or sit back and look to hit them on the counter attack? That's a real possibility, especially because they want to use the pace of uh, Mbappe to go behind maybe Stones or Maguire. So that's going to be, an yeah, maybe you attract the English team, you let them think that they can uh, lead the game and they can maybe score and open up a little bit and, uh, and counter-attack. But I don't know how England want to want to play. I don't know how, what would be a Southgate tactic. Uh, that's going to be also a chess game. That's for sure. Thank God golf season is over. Oh, why is that, Craig? Because this game's on Saturday. Ah, oh, it would interfere with your well, Saturday so, morning. Well, to be honest with you, yes. it's a real dilemma. So then. now the gym season is. Over. How's the gym working out for you? It's a slow bomb. You've never seen Craig. At, have you ever seen Craig at the gym? Like no. pose? Oh, I so tried to. Funny. I tried to go in today. Uh, I'm not allowed. No, I told right. him. Don't no, not allowed. Okay. So he goes on the cross trainer. It's not, oh, no, 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 the epileptic no, stuff. Frank, I don't go in the one. I go in the one where the arm doesn't move. Oh, oh. It just stays here in the ski. Yeah, I love it. Right. It's yeah. nice. Um, Every time, that's the only machine I go. But he puts the towel over the counter. Standard. So he doesn't know, obviously, how far, how long it's gone. And just stares at this towel like he hates it more than anything. I don't listen. Does he cry? Does he cry? Freedom! He, he, not, he doesn't, listen. doesn't listen to music. Doesn't do it. He just yeah. stares at I'm this in the towel. Zone. No, I'm in the zone. Are you a strange person? <laughs> I always thought you were a strange person. <laughs> it's scary. It's yeah, I, can't, I can't run like. 30 seconds if I don't have music. In yeah, it. I know. No, I did, this, I did that tonight again. In fact, Sunday, obviously, doing the show yes. live, there was only one other person in, in the gymnasium. Okay. Uh, and he was at the other end on another machine. The towel went over, and I just, for some reason, that's only the third time I've been back in this week after a two year sabbatical. Yes. From I, I would like to say from COVID. Yeah, And I managed half an hour of staring at the towel. Yeah, you what do you it. think of when it's happening? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. You He's the only know. human being we're capable of not thinking one thing. Have you seen Friday the 13th? Oh, <laughs> no, that's Jaws. Oh my God. <laughs> don't do that around Stevie, you get scared. What's he? that? Well, because he watched Jaws before he went on his honeymoon, didn't he, with Eleanor. And then they went to go in the sea and then they both got scared. They thought they were going to get attacked and they've never been in the sea since. Well, he paddles. I'd love, I'd love, love, love. It's a true yeah, story. Yeah. You have strange people in Scotland. Very. We know two, only two. But you might love just to be in about waist high, 
like literally with a with a plastic shark. Yeah, put on your just back. under the water, and then just see him and he's. Because you'd see him through the water, wouldn't you, with his pale skin? Yeah. Sun would be shining on him. Yes. And just up you come. Watch his speedos I mean, run. he would probably have a heart attack. Oh. Well, I don't know. He's in good condition. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who watches Jaws and then think, well, to be fair, maybe it would scare some people. I know. But not paddling. Not adults. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> What's the better fit for Bellingham? Real Madrid or Liverpool? Uh, Real Madrid. But do they need well, him? Do they need him? That's the Liverpool, part of the thing. Liverpool have a, I mean, it's a terrific club. Liverpool have a, a structure. They may have broken that for, uh, for Salah. For Salah. Uh, they have a structure. I don't know. There's, there is an, there is an allure. Right. You have Camavinga an and Chouamini already in Real yes. Madrid. Yes. Probably Mbappe. Probably at some point. Well, Mbappe at some stage, you imagine maybe. Yeah. So I think. Well, you know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I think he will have the choice of the king, as, as, as we see. Yes. He can choose whatever he wants. I think everybody's going to be happy to have him. 19, Frank. Yeah, but he's yeah, me. Well, we know that for like 50, 10 years, at least 10 years. Yeah. If he has no injury, the guy's going to be the top of the top. So <laughs> if you have to put 100 million, yeah, do that on sure. him. Yeah, 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 well, for sure, for sure. Uh, Frank, how do England stop Mbappe? Pablo Zabaleta was on the kick show him. and he said, kick him. Yeah, well, you know, Early on in the game. Yeah, that's, you have to be, you know, some dirty words as well. You know, you know, you know, a young guy, if you want to finish your career and you want to finish the World Cup, go on, go on the other side. Does that make a difference, though? That sort of thing. It so. happened to me a couple of times with young players when I was saying, you know what, I'm going to kick you. You're going to, you're not going to. What sort of players did you talk to like that? I won't say, but. No, you can say. No, no, I won't no one's say. Watching. I, say, I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to finish the game, but. You won't finish the game as well. But do you think that made a difference? Yeah, they, they, they went to the other side. Mbappe's not going to go on the other side, is yeah, it? Yeah, first tackle, if you make a first tackle, you know, and a bad one, right. yeah, I can tell you, he's going to go on the other side. But all players, they're going to go like that. That's that's not nice. I'm not saying that's uh, what you have to do. And it's nice that now you have VAR and you can have, you know... Yeah, but VAR can't hear what you're saying. No, 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 say no. But uh, according to... Um, to Pablo, it's not only about what you are saying, it's no. about what you're doing. But that's what we used to do. Right. I don't think it's, I think it's hard to do the same thing. Again, you have to be very close to him. And make sure that your teammate uh, covers you. Right. In you're case he big, turns. I'd be a, you're, do you know something? I'd be in the tunnel, but you're a big baby. Yeah. yeah. You'd never win anything at PSG. <laughs> You'd never win anything. You win the, you win the French title, what you? But you'll never win the Champions League because nobody cares. I just try. I do anything. Would you really? Oh no, I'd go like that to him. I'd go. Hey, I'm, I'm. But we see none of that in the tunnel these uh, days. It's not. It's not part of the new generation. We, 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 we don't we do that. I, I got, got to get. Look, look. You cannot manhandle a player in the manner in which you used to. Yeah. Right. You can still get away with the odd thing, but you can't. It's not. You know. Pablo, Zabaleta, yes. obviously, yeah. tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> so you've got to find a way to get him off his game, continuous. Yeah. You've got to, now, you're right though, I, I'm not sure that player is out there now. Well, we obviously see the dressing room, um, not dressing room cams, but the tunnel cams, and everyone's very friendly. Hands. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm under his skin. Right. I'm trying to get under his skin, I'm trying to put him off his game, I'm trying to make him... Yeah. And then... See what happens. Uh, saw during today's match that Kunde had to take off his gold chains yeah, at the 41st that. minute. Wow. Were you guys allowed to wear jewellery during matches and what did you wear other than Frank's earrings? <laughs> 
was there ever you made, well they made me take my teeth out I was going to say was there ever a stage that you went out with your teeth on yes but they never made me take them out I took them out before I chopped right uh, used to tape up the rings all the time yeah, yeah okay, you can yeah. too and I were, I'm not really one for jewellery but I did see uh, I did see that early on in the game when he was taking a throw in it was about 10 minutes in Jules Koundé and his, his chain had come out and he popped it back and he shot right. I'm, I'm gone so did you ring FIFA and stick grass on it? No, but I don't see the point really. Yeah. You, know, you have to stop the, the game for like a minute for the guy who has a chain where he cannot strangle anybody with that, you know, he's not going to injure anybody with that. But, he, so, but I think it's because if somebody grabs it... Yeah, if someone grabs it. Well, that's his own problem. <laughs> if he loses it, you know, that's his own problem. He should have put it in there. What did you do with your jewelry? Did you have your earrings no, in no, to help no, your balance or any, your sight I didn't have any earring, I didn't have anything. I, I had, like you, my, uh, my winning ring. Right. So you had to tape it. Yes. And that's it, no, oh. I didn't have anything. Tip-top right? uh, For Craig, what was Frank's English like in your Chelsea days? Very similar. Did you speak any English before you went to London? No. I don't remember. Wow. I was... Uh, yeah, I thought you I, spoke. I studied at school. Right. And uh, the first time I heard uh, him, or Dennis Wise, yes. Scottish, Steve Cockney, Clark, Steve Clark um, even uh, uh, the, the, the doc, uh, Barnes, what is his name? What was his name? Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike. The 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 the, hey, the my, my, my banks my bank. the dog he was from Birmingham physio right the physio wow oh he's a bromide yeah. a lot I strong couldn't answers. understand a word of what he was saying and I yeah. turned to the physio and I said uh, sorry is he speaking English to me right and the, the, the accent were, were terrible for me to understand and, uh, and on top of it they weren't making any effort you know no. Kevin Hitchcock was was coming to me say hey Frank can I use your dog and bone <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun for the Cockney. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy. Oh, yesterday I went to the tank. That was the bank. Right. They, they, yes. don't, they don't care. So how did you learn? Did you have classes? No, I had one lesson that I say was boring. I watched TV a lot. You know, with the, at the time we didn't have the subtitles. We had the teletext. Yes, yeah, so 888. Yeah. Uh, 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 exactly. And I was watching old movies like that. And I was uh, reading a, a decent newspaper. No oh. tabloids, not, oh, too, right. not too, too much, not okay. too big. Uh, it was a daily mail. I think the best. Well, I think people question if that's a decent Yeah, so, but for me it was oh. easy to understand. It was an, uh, not as trashy as right. the tabloids. Right, well, well, yes. Yeah. I think the one is. I don't have the page three. Jean Luc. Well, let's. Oh, uh, uh, um, sorry, I'm not involved <laughs> in this conversation. Jean Luc, I struggled to start with. Gianfranco as well. Gianfranco struggled. So, Jean Luc Vialli struggled. Right. Zola struggled. No, yes. Di Matteo was very good. Roberto Di Matteo was very good because he actually was, he lived, he was born in Switzerland. Mm. And so, right. he learned English. He was right. speaking German too. So, he's yeah. white. Yeah. And he's yeah. a cl clever guy. Yeah, right. a clever guy, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, Rude Hulet. I don't mean that the other are not clever. <laughs> Rude Hulet spoke good English when he came in. I yeah, well, well yeah, he is Dutch. Dimitri Karim was a big struggle coming from Russia, as you would expect. Yeah. And Kuhn. I remember he went, they couldn't get used to the, uh, the the exchange and he went and in Russia at the time inflation I believe was like through the roof and I mean through the roof and Damien went in with his uh, his wife to the supermarket I think it was all Gerrard's Cross, Buckingsfield, uh, Beaconsfield in Buckinghamshire and he had about £5,000 in cash <laughs> on him and, and he had like his, his, his shopping trolley filled with groceries and he's going enough enough yes yes for a year that must have been difficult now it, it is difficult but uh, it's okay you know it's a uh, it, it, learning hard. language allows you to understand better another culture as yes well. yeah and it can make the comparison like, between the Scottish hey, the English and the Americans how, how long did you spend in England 
five years. How yeah. long did you spend in Spain? Cinco años. Cinco años? <laughs> five I years. I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Five years. But I didn't have a drama, I didn't know. I work with the time. No, no, well. no, you said one so. thing that doesn't apply to him. Culture. 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 Uh, yeah. uh, no, but when you when you speak English and you know that you can speak English e almost everywhere in the world, why do you want to make an effort about that? That's the thing. French people 200 years ago was maybe interesting to speak French, right. but it, it's not the case anymore. So if you want to travel the world, you have to learn English. Yeah, you I come out of that dressing room had, had, had uh, Russians, uh, 17 different uh, nationalities, had, uh, wow, Norwegians, really? uh, Norwegians Romanian, Danes, Romanian, Italians, yeah. Romanian, Petrescu. Dan Petrescu, wow. everything, Scotch, Welsh, first Jersey. Year, first year, 17 different nationalities. Wow. Yeah, so that ja was Was Jacob Kelberg there? Uh, no. Oh, no. Okay. All right, and Final questions. If France beat England, will Dan wear one of Frank's turtlenecks? No. And if England beats France, will Frank wear shorts at a restaurant? <laughs> well, we didn't make a bet. <laughs> well, maybe. But I have to say that, remember, I don't know if you were, it was you um, uh, talking about that. We asked, you know, the, uh, the viewers you know, what, I, what they thought about my turtlenecks and everything in the way I dressed. And what the viewers say? Everybody was very happy. Who told Kay me? Murray who told, told me? you that? Kay Murray oh, told Kay me that none of the viewers say that I was I wouldn't believe a word that dressed. Kay was saying. She's, she's a lovely lady. She's going to say nice things. Well, she's going to lie to me? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell her that you think that Kay is a liar. We're going to have a dinner with Kay tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, nice. we have a dinner plus, with Kay. Are you coming for the dinner? Plus, I'm busy. <laughs> Plus, we only have one viewer, so it's not really a, you know, it's not really a... <laughs> I mean, the only one viewer we have? I believe tonight, that's yeah. That's right. okay, whatever. If, if England beat France... If England beat France? you got to do this show in a onesie. Why? Because you're so negative. No, I don't have to do anything in a do onesie. It. What sort of onesie? No, what, what is a onesie? Why do you want to see me in a onesie, Greg Burley? What is a onesie? You want to look like a bigger Muppet than you are. You're so oh, negative to this England Saturday. Team. We love each other. I'm off That's going to be the last sentence of the world. What are you talking about? No, because we, you know people are so mean to each other here. Where did you? Where? I know you just said you you so. What did you say? You just say to him that he was such a what? A, ne a, a negative. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, you're right. That's a compliment. That's you're it. a muppet. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, seems, told you. it seems to be it seems to be a compliment. Right. You know, right. if I say everybody fast, hates. I told you it's fast uh, yeah, indeed. You know, you're roast beef. I'm roast beef. A roast beef. English people are called roast beef. You call us frogs. Yes. We call you roast beef. Okay. Because you get red under the sun, like right. a roast beef. I would like no. a bloody <laughs> roast beef. When's his flight? Uh, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. But you'll be coming on from Paris, yes? Uh, yes. If yes. Oh, well, that'd be yeah. exciting. Yeah. Until France get knocked out on Saturday. And that's it. Oh, that's oh. There's George. We'll see. Oh, Steve the oh, shot. Oh, oh. <laughs> Give that. That's because of this movie that I everybody's scared of sharks. I think they went out on a boat and then they got scared and took the boat back <laughs> because they were that the shark was going to attack. Unbelievable. Can you imagine him on a boat in charge of the boat? I know, I know. Oh, as long as you get on the ocean, it's going to be alright. <laughs> would you get on that boat? But we did the boat race, didn't we, in Madrid? <laughs> we gab in the back when, when the boat was like that. <laughs> The ball was like, was it Concord? All oh, right, that is it. We got dinner. Uh, ESPN FC is back on your screens uh, tomorrow. We'll be reflecting Brazil, of course, in action, plus it's Croatia against, I forget, Japan. Japan. Yes. Elitist, Dan. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 